Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. going to decide in the trolley problem between punishing your AEW world champion or punishing your AEW trios champions but there's three of them and they helped you co-found the company answer you run them all down you split the trolley in half and you go down both tracks I'm Ollie Davis I'm joined by Luco and DAD welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast after a month of us reviewing Raw because we lost Quizzlemania at the end of July. We start reviewing Raw the same week that Triple H gets in charge of everything and Vince McMahon's come out. Yeah. We come back to AEW the same week all of this explodes. All outs fall out. I'm starting to think we're the problem. Well, I mean, we talk about this on the, the backstage podcast, but I keep missing, like, any time I take holiday, a massive story happens. I think I should just come in more. Yeah, yeah, don't take holiday. Yeah. Uh, but yes, please, press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe, because there's so much wrestling news and review stuff at the moment. And leave a comment down below with your thoughts on Dynamite, if you're watching On Demand. And for those watching live, get your Omega Chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. And a big thank you today to our sponsor. Beer52.com forward slash wrestletalk. We love Beer52 and they love you. Do you know how much they love you? They are going to send you not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight free craft beers in the post. All you've got to do is pay for that sweet-ass postage and packaging. And that sweet-ass postage and packaging will probably be less than you'd pay to get a pint in a pub oh. in London because it's very expensive here. But you can get eight free craft beers delivered to your front door. It is for UK viewers only. We're better than you, and we know it. And it's a wonderful service. I have been a subscriber to Beer 52 now for eight, nine years wow. at this point. I've been a long, long-term subscriber to them. I love them as a service. I really always look forward to getting my monthly box from them. It is the premier beer subscription service. Click the link in the video description down below, beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Right, let's get into the opening of this episode, which was Tony Khan appearing... Well, that wasn't actually the opening. Let's go right from the start. The opening credits to AEW, the title sequence... Like not, a, not a single 
reference visually to Brandon Cutler. No, he was not on the show whatsoever, nor Michael Nakazawa. Nor Pat Buck. <laughs> or Christopher Daniels. Or Larry the Dog. Did he get suspended? I think so. Larry got suspended. Not just that, and I'll tell you why. He kicked down a door. What Larry? It was Larry all along. I, okay, is this a new side? Because I've heard that the Young Bucks kicked down the door. I've heard that the Young Bucks knocked on a door and the door was opened and that Kenny Omega saved the dog. Yeah. I haven't heard the version of events where Larry was the one that kicked the door down. Well, it's Larry's version. Did Larry throw the chair? Larry threw the chair. Larry bit people. No, I no, mean, no, come no. on. No, that was definitely that a was steal. definitely yeah, a steal. The, the dog wouldn't have bit anyone. I think maybe Larry's trying to take the heat for everyone. Oh. But I tell you one thing. He told me if he could sum it up in one word, it was rough. Pardon, pardon my lewdness. I got a boner for that. Uh, right, what, what were we talking about? There was no CM Punk or the Elite in the opening titles. We got a MJF return video package right at the start of the show that had no visual <laughs> shot of CM Punk. The story is MJF came back and stood at the top of the ramp when no one else was in the ring. He just came back, not, not to start a feud with anyone, he's just here now. He's just here now. He came out to address the crowd. And do the belt motion thing. Hmm. Who, who, to, to whoever the champ may be. Yes. Well, it was to an empty ring. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Uh, then we got Tony Khan appearing on screen, uh, not blinking. Because... <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't slept. He hasn't slept, but surely that would make you blink more. No, it's like Pete. You don't see Pete play speedrunners. Pete yeah. doesn't blink oh, while playing speedrunners. That's what Tony Khan does. Tony Khan doesn't sleep. You don't blink. Complete concentration it's... slash being held hostage. Tunnel, tunnel vision, yeah. to tunnel vision. Uh, and he appeared on screen and the crowd booed him. <laughs> because this is what happens when you're, that this all can be traced back to kayfabe reasons when they let MJF cut a promo on the company on Tony Khan. And now you're like, hey, MJF's back. That's the opening video package. Uh, and <laughs> the st in I... that storyline, He's a heel. I think they beautifully turned it around in MJF's promo. Mm. And like, and I actually really do think that MJF's promo and the way that it was structured here alleviates the criticisms that you had and the worries that you might have had about this storyline. I think they actually did a really good job of circumnavigating yeah. those tricky waters. I just figured he was booed because you allowed this to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you haven't fired the man. Like, we're waiting for our news, Tony. You suspended everyone else, but you haven't announced it officially. It's just we're going by what Justin Barrasso has told us, but you haven't officially announced anything. And if you have suspended everyone, the one person you didn't suspend is CM Punk. Yeah, well, he can't... I, how he handled this... I think that's the way you got to handle it. I agree. Uh, these are potential legal issues. You cannot say anything. There no. is an ongoing internal investigation. It's not a police investigation, which means like you're not jeopardizing arrests or stuff like that. But this this is a, a legal inv an internal investigation that could have legal ramifications. So you can't just start saying stuff publicly. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think anyone should expect Tony to have said, like, there are some people being like, he handled this so poorly in the episode, not addressing it at all. And no. I'm like, you can't address it. You can't bring it up because there's a lot of moving pieces to this. Not only that, but we talk about this in tomorrow's episode of Blackpool Content Club. 
CM Punk's injured and he's going to be out. Dave Meltzer reckons, like, if it is a ticep injury, he's under contract. Ticep. What I say, ticep. Ticep. Yeah, you know, one of his ticeps, along with his biceps and and his myceps, uh, which I think Tom founded. Mm. And um, he sort of about like, if he has that surgery, it is a tricep surgery. That's eight months out of action. And if you're injured and you're on the shelf, it's a legal gray area to fire someone mm. and, and get them out of a contract. So that might be where Dave and Sean have been talking about these legal issues that may arise from the scenario that they're in. Yeah. But Tony couldn't go out there and be like, hey guys, there was a backstage fight between CM Punk and the Elite, so I've stripped them of the belts. He just went out there and plainly said, we've stripped them of the belts. I've, I, I have, and he didn't even say that. He said, I have vacated yeah. the World Championship and the Trios Championship. Trios Championship is going to be decided in the match between Pac, uh, Death Triangle and Best Friends, which we announced at All Out. And there's going to be, you guessed it, a <laughs> tournament to determine who the new World Champion is that will culminate at Grand Slam in a couple of weeks' time. At the end of this year, I want a tournament of all the winners of tournaments yes. in AEW. Oh, I love so that. So you get like... Tournaments of tournaments. Yeah, the Bright Heart tournaments. Remember those? They're involved. Owen Hart. Sorry, Owen Hart ones, yeah. You've got... So those that's two. Yeah. Uh, trios tournament. Yeah. Interim... World Championship. That wasn't a tournament because that was a... This, that was a just a battle royal one. to go yeah, through yeah. to. So the vacated one right it now. It sort of was a tournament because... Um, it was a tournament. Because Moxley had to beat who won the Battle Royal to go forward on to face Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Tanahashi had to win his match in order to get the Forbidden Door. Five tournaments. This is Adam Blompier's favorite ever year in wrestling. I think they've done Tournaments more. galore. I think they've actually done more tournaments than that as well. At least five tournaments. Um, but yes, it's for everyone who's getting annoyed at Tony Khan, like, oh, you've got to address this right now. The, step back from the wrestling bubble. You, like as we all want wrestling to be more grown up and by the sounds of things it hasn't been an AEW for the last month but this course of action although frustrating is exactly the right thing to do mm-hmm. you cannot just start talking about things so it's frustrating it's annoying but I get it yeah uh, the All-Atlantic Championship Tournament someone just pointed out there that's not, that wasn't me that was pointed out in the chat yeah forgot that um, it's such an important belt. I don't know how you can forget it. <laughs> so you had uh, no reference to, they've not even mentioned by name. No, MJF was about the only one who did when he said to Punk, oh, did you go to sleep on Sunday? Mm. That was about the extent of it. And Moxley did say, I was supposed to be on holiday until like yeah. two days ago. So that, those were really about the only things, but no one said anyone by name. No one referenced the backstage fight. When Max Caster came out to do a rap, everyone was like, well, here we go. And then Swerve Strickland, the big <laughs> heel, came out and stopped that fun. That was perfect. <laughs> so good. Because there's no way Max Caster can do a, do a rap without mentioning it. So the solution, do not do the rap. Get some great heat transference on Swerve. It was very good. Um, but yes, so the only ramifications we got are, and they are huge. Mm-hmm. These are these are fundamental changes to the company and its direction creatively. New trios champions. So whatever the elite's next four-year plan is is at least postponed. Um, but yeah, the the idea that we were going to have Punk versus MJF, I, I said at the end of All Out. Although I was very frustrated with the show's length and it being so crammed. God, the way they left me on MJF Punk, what I consider to be the greatest wrestling story of my lifetime. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. So we now have a, a bracket tournament. We've already got one person advanced through it so far, but it, it's laid out as 
Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson with the Advincer advancing to Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho won at the weekend. So he got a buy also at the inaugural champion. They were like playing like everyone here is a former champion. It's so like Jericho's a former AEW champion and like a seven-time world champion on this, that, and the other. So that's one bracket. The other bracket is Sammy Guevara <laughs> and Darby Allen, two former TNT champions, like a three-time TNT champion and the longest-running TNT champion or the longest-reigning TNT champion, with the winner of that advancing on to Moxley, the former world champion. So we had Hangman Page and Danielson tonight. Danielson won that, so it's Danielson and Jericho next week. And the winner of that will go on to Grand Slam. We've got Guevara and Allen on Rampage. The winner of that will face Moxley on Rampage next week. The winner of that will go on to uh, Grand Slam the week after. I think for what they had to get together, a presumably very short notice, I think this is a great tournament. And I like the way that you've got some that are first rounds and the others are buys. Also, the storylines perfectly interweave with this you've got hangman page versus brian danielson which we got on this show which was sublime Mm -hmm. a great match between them not only telling the story of in the moment where danielson advanced and he can now continue his feud with jericho over daniel garcia in next week but that overarching story with danielson and hangman they are now exactly equal one yeah. win each and a draw. So, so great. Mm. And then on the other bracket of that, Sammy and Darby, and they were going yeah. of it, it's Sammy Darby 4. Like this never-ending rivalry between these two. Like, I mean, you and I have talked about on this show, like that should be the eternal feud of AEW. Those two always going to war with each other. And MJF and uh, Chuck MJF in there as well. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you know, the pillars of, of AEW. And I think actually it's very important for them to put two mid-card guys not mid-card guys Bucky O'Hare is but two also like yeah yeah but also like day one guys yeah in this tournament Mm. as well to establish that this isn't just about ex-WWE guys or anything like that because this episode for me was a real big reset episode and it felt like I think Danielson Jericho and Moxley and actually to an extent Tony Khan with the booking of this were going out of their way to tell you the audience this is a fresh start that we had all this BS at the weekend, but we are moving on. Come join us because we're taking this company back to the vision that we had last year, two years ago, three years ago. We are moving this company forward and we're going to make this title mean something again because the title's been a bit of a mess since Double or Nothing. Mm. I loved Moxley's run, but there was this looming punk shadow of him returning. This really was a reset of like, and now's the time to get invested again. And I thought Paige and Danielson in particular did an amazing job within that match. I agree with you. We'll get on to the Moxley promo later, which was just... He couldn't have done a better job of communicating what you just did. Uh, But I will also say there might be another element to this, which is what better way to show those guys, those top guys that you've just suspended, that they're expendable? You reckon? This is a... this whole episode, people are giving it rave reviews. We did this without you. So Punk, well, you know, went into business for himself, ironically, and was incredibly unprofessional. And you've got to think he did that because he thought, I'm untouchable. I'm the champion. I'm the top draw. I'm CM Punk. But this whole show was like, ah, you know what? We, we can actually not even mention your name. And by the end of the night, 
everyone is happy again. Yeah, and it was a, it was a really really great episode, and there was a hell of a lot of entry going into this as well about mm. what was going to happen with these these belts. And I think actually, I think what they did here was a very very smart thing. This was a really nice just reset and to be like we're moving on. Even the trios think. It was like no mentioning it was like boom okay we've got new trios champions let's start something with those i mean i hope they do something with them i hope this is like the last time the lucha bros won some gold and we'll never see hear from it again I'll, i said it in my review uh pax gimmick is is aew giving titles they've just introduced to him but having no plans for them mm. well i don't know kip sabian oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he accompanied penelope ford out this he did, week and then took his spot back in the crowd where <laughs> he belongs um do you, do you have a prediction for your winner of the tournament? Well, yeah, just wanted to get back onto that. I would love it to be Danielson Moxley in the final. Yeah. Uh, I feel in the last six months, we've really lost focus of the Blackpool Combat Club. It really is just, oh yeah, Regal's on commentary. When, the, you know, at the start, in those first few months before the JAS got involved, it was, we are a unit. We come out and do tag matches or trios. Like, why are they not in the trios tournament? Uh, Danielson, Utah, and Moxley. Or Claudio. Yeah, or, uh, Claudio. Yeah, but uh, Claudio doesn't even really feel like a member to me. He's just a guy that was thrown in. Um, so I, I would love to get back to that and having a, a fight for honor between Moxley and Danielson. That was always, you know, it's the rematch of uh, Re Revolution, uh, which was a, a great match. I'd really like it to be them as well. And but then I I I don't I feel so bad for Moxley. So bad because he is doing the work of his career and then through CM Punk's, you know, unprofessionalism, it's ruined his it's ruined everything he's done. Yeah, really did undermines it a lot. And I don't think the solution is to just put the belt back on Moxley to then probably lose it to MJF. So I think Danielson should win. I think that's a huge name to get the AEW title on. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Uh, and hopefully draw that out longer to full gear. That's the MJF match. So my big prediction I've got for this tournament, it comes down to three people. It's either Moxley Danielson or Jericho. Uh, and that isn't just because like we know that Danielson and Jericho is next week. I think it's because those are your three guys currently. They had a meeting yesterday, apparently, uh, and they were the guys that stood up to be like, I think these three are establishing themselves it's the new locker room leaders. Mm -hmm. We're the people you come to if you have an issue. No more of this, like what we've had for the past few months. Like you come to us and we'll discuss this and we'll move things forward. So they're kind of like your foundations to build this around. Moxley, I think, is the lowest of those. And it's not because he's not doing the best work of his career, because he is, but because we've just done this with the interim title. And I think the next person to win this thing is going to be MJF. And it's probably mm -hmm. going to be soon. So you don't want to just give him another short title reign. Danielson, I think, is a really, really great shout. But like, if you're going to do MJF versus someone, MJF versus Jericho, rekindle that feud. MJF Danielson's at least new, so I quite like that. But my big prediction that I think is going to happen is I think MJF is going to win this thing at Arthur Ashe. Yeah, this is your fancy. Book. I think he's going to win it at Grand Slam. Mm. In his promo, he said, I can have a title match whenever I want. And I do wonder if the original plan was going to be Punk versus MJF in Arthur Ashe at Grand Slam. It's in New York. It's in the New York area. So, so the Casino Battle Royal chip, that would then turn it almost into a Money in the Bank contract. It's, but I, I think yeah. that's okay because MJF can just say, 
Well, that was part of my negotiations. That was part of my negotiations, and the match is going to happen now, which actually means Danielson's the best person to do it because Danielson's forged in income and, and, and combat <laughs> and all of that. forgot to put that image in. I know, sorry, but I just remembered that. That's all right. Um, but yeah, they were going to be forged in combat. So he's like, oh, I'll defend the belt against you now. Shenanigans evolve, maybe more stuff with Stokely, and then MJF wins, and MJF walks out of Arthur Ashe as the AEW world champion. If if I, if he, that's true, do not put it on Moxley. <laughs> like the yeah. last thing Moxley needs is a really short title reign. I, but I think, yeah, unless you're right, you extend that to full gear. I'd I'd prefer the next champion to get a bit of a longer run. Uh, it would be that's hard to do with MJF though. Only a month and a half if it's full gear. Uh, depends how quickly you want to get MJF in. Maybe MJF could. He had this excellent promo segment with Moxley. Moxley doesn't win. You could just have them feud over who is the leader of the spirit of AEW for a bit. And then you can... Because I think a Danielson title reign through to Revolution, that is a that is a meaty, substantial reign. Uh, it gets past him being a transitional champion. But then MJF can... Hell, MJF just cashes it in the next time they're in Long Island. Yeah, Long Island's a really good doesn't show. have to be revolution. It doesn't have to be no, but I mean like MJF as champion in twenty twenty four in twenty twenty three, I think is quite crucial mm. to the storyline they are telling of that countdown to twenty twenty four. Like that is all this. This is that's been his character for a while. The whole reason he's come back is to get this. It is so cl it's so crucial for his character that he is the champion mm. at least next year or going into next year. Uh, just one more bit before we get into your Omega chats. Moxley is now being referred to on commentary and on the tournament graphic as a three-time champion because he won the championship before the pandemic. Then he won the interim championship. And then he won the unifying match. This has created a lot of, uh, not debate, because I think we're all in the same camp. Well, Moxley's certainly in one camp, and I think AEW's production is in another. But I think within the office, I, 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 I don't really know what the right answer is, but Tempest was very upset at this. I was upset. He's a two-time champion. What was? Can someone in the chat have a look into this? What was the precedent they set? With Sammy Guevara. And uh, it's because they're counting his WWE championship win. Uh, so he's a three-time world champion. I like thought they it, did I, with Jericho. I thought they were counting it as a three-time AEW champion. And the only reason I was confused at that is because when he came out, Excalibur called him the three-time world champion. And then when Moxley finished, he went, he was doing the three, he was holding up three. And I was like, you you're going for your third? <laughs> but we just told you you were a three. So is Moxley not counting the WWE Championship then? Does he think he's only a two-time champion? I'm trying to find that, because I swear it said three-time AEW champion. It's on our thumbnail, but uh, if you go to images... I just typed in AEW tournament bracket. So many images come up. Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, is that one there? Is this one here? That just says three-time world champion. And, and Jericho says seven-time yeah. world champion. Okay, so okay, the WWE show. I'll be honest with you, I forgot he was WWE champion. I like that they're including that. Me too. Yeah. I think it actually makes it much... It yeah. feels much bigger. Hold up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, so let's get into your Omega Chats. We have got loads, so we're going to rattle through these. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them in there. Uh, the Guilty Hat says, If Mox doesn't win Wrestler of the Year, then something's gone seriously wrong. Not only has he put on fantastic matches, but he's also stepped up to be the face of AEW twice when the punk hit the fan. Give that man his flowers, but more importantly, a holiday. Yeah, he is going to get a lot of top-tier nominations when it comes to the Rust Talk yeah. Podcast End of Year Awards. Spencer, what an awesome promo by Moxley. Locker room leader right there. He is everything that CM Punk thinks he is. Very similar upbringings and careers, but you look at how one man dealt with it and you look at the other, you're like... Should have won. Mm. Should have just won on the dynamite beforehand. Mitchell Johnson, morning, gents. The world title tournament has me fired up. I do wonder though, are we just getting setting someone up to lose to Punk, or if the winner is going to be the actual direction? I want Danielson to win, but not if it means dropping it immediately. Well, it certainly won't be dropping it to Punk because Punk, as we talked about earlier, might be out for eight months. But I agree. Danielson, long reign for me. Shelby Fielding. Hey, guys, I honestly don't know how to feel anymore. I'm a massive CM Punk fan, still reeling with these actions and alleged actions, similarly struggling with Omega and the Bucks' actions. Here's to hoping great wrestling can save me from this despair. I liked the show last night, but do you think anyone can replace CM Punk as a mainstream star? My partner doesn't watch wrestling, and that's the only name he knows. Or is the idea of a mainstream star an outdated idea? And is wrestling now a niche genre? I, for me... It's the second half of that. 
I, I would argue. I'd just say the mainstream breakout star hasn't come along yet. Yeah. Uh, but Danielson's a big enough name. Yeah. And, and like, Danielson and Punk, they've always been like that. Yeah. And actually, like, if you want to talk about <laughs> mainstream names, Jericho, I think it was a, actually a bigger mainstream name than Punk yeah. is because he's successful outside of the wrestling bubble. And stop forgetting Brandon Cutler. <laughs> Fanny Boy, the most decorated wrestler of all time, made history last night. Vacant won their first AEW World Championship. No, it's second. Oh, wait, no, because it was never an, it was an int. I take it back, you're right. Uh, and held the trio's titles for 30 minutes, but I digress. When do you think MJF will cash in his title shot, or will he hold on to it until 2024? Could, oh yeah, he could just really hold on to it, really, really stretch it out. I think... Like he catches it in like his final opportunity at the end of next year. Yeah. I like him holding on to the title though. Imagine the drama of those main event title matches. Uh, Grand Slam, like Luke said, Revolution, Full Gear, or any show in Long Island. Yeah. Imagine. Also, if you if you're watching this show as well, and, and kind of like our our ultra chatter just was there, where you were just like, oh man, I'm really struggling. With, you know, as a CM Punk fan, I'm really struggling <laughs> with this. I'd recommend tuning into tomorrow's Black uh, Blackpool Content Club here on the Rest of Podcast Channel because it is a little bit like me. It's a very sad podcast, a bit <laughs> of a sad boy podcast, but it's a lot of like we can all just get through this together as CM Punk fans. But it's difficult being one. Riot Dr. Hey yo, I love a good tournament as much as anybody. Not 100% sure how I feel about Sammy versus Darby here, though. I know the match will be fantastic and scary dangerous. I hope we are building to Mox versus Danielson. I just don't want Jericho versus Mox yet. CM Punk was injured during the main event. What kind of curse was placed on him? Won the championship from Hangman. Next show breaks his foot. Wins the title from Moxley. Something is torn right before he plans on saying what he said. Weird, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. He's He's... He's a man advanced in, in years for a, a wrestler, and he had a long time off. Yeah, and people said that that foot break spot that he did uh, during the Moxley match was unbelievable. <laughs> Loki1349. As a Chicago boy, I've been a long-time CM Punk fan. He was my hero as a kid. This whole thing makes me feel disappointed and betrayed. I thought in his seven years away, he'd have matured a bit. This fight was in front of AEW's lawyer. Sadly, Punk might have to go. J.S. Wooten, I told both of you the CM Punk was the problem. He just never fits in, and our damn nostalgia ignored how his mere presence screwed up so much like Hanger's Reign. Punk had a year, and what an infamous year it was, wrestling. Damn. D.A.D. and Top Hair Ollie for life. I I also i will push back on that ever so slightly, because it's only the last few months. Mm. From All Out to Revolution is a perfect CM Punk run. Yeah. Everything from there has been a bit messy, and he was gone for eighty percent of that. So I, d I don't know if like we can say like CM Punk was always a problem because that first run, like let's not forget how great the Kingston feud was. The Kingston feud, the MJF feud, yeah, brilliant. Like, the, the, the first Derby match, yeah, like all those matches he was just having on Dynamite <laughs> Rampage was like I'm just going to get in the ring with Lee Moriarty. Mm. I'm just going to go and have a match with Dante Martin. I'm just going to go and have a match with Powerhouse Hobbs. Like it was a really great start. Mm. Colostopia, did you notice that Mox was always looking at the ramp as if talking to the back? MJF said with the chip he could have a title match anywhere, anytime. Is it cash in in two weeks? Yeah. Nate Tess has been a member for 16 months. It's got to be Danielson. It's his time and Danielson versus MJF would be great, especially with MJF's new best for business. That's line. a great shout. Yes, MJF. Quoted Triple H saying him winning is what's best for business. Well, you quoted the game. Yeah, good could point. be could be anyone. There's a book called The Game, isn't there? Maybe it's from that. The one, the one on how to pick up women. 
Uh, MJF has 100% read that book. <laughs> Probably went on the course. <laughs> uh zachary jenkins hey guys been a while why is cm why is cm punk a big hypocrite dude literally cried when hangman said that one line that no one remembers but he can go and shoot on everyone it really damaged it he i respect the, the respect i had for him also when is wardlow gonna get a feud uh when they can find someone for him to feud with it probably when scorpio sky gets back uh, i i compared um cm punk to those people online that uh, call people snowflakes for getting offended over something. Like a Piers Morgan mm. being like, oh, you're just a snowflake, just a snowflake. Then someone says something mean about something he's interested in. He's like, oh, he can't yeah. say that. Not ever seeing the irony that he is also being that. I watched a stand-up special on Monday, Stuart Lee's new stand-up <gasps> special. Has he got a new one? It's on iPlayer. just yeah. came out on Sunday, and it's called Snowflake. Oh. And, and it's all a meta routine on him being really annoyed at every bad thing someone's written about him and just like yeah it's, it's brilliant have you ever seen his routine he does on michael mcintyre he just walks around with <laughs> like he's, and he does this meta commentary then about observational comedy while also tearing apart the concept of michael mcintyre's observational comedy he's doing observational comedy on observational it's comedy so great yeah, yeah. what a genius Okay, I'm going to check that out. Calum Vickers. The best thing they can do is have Darby beat both Mox and Brian. The pillars of Darby and MJF is a money-made storyline. Mox gets to take his vacation, and you have uh, AEW OG in there. If you want to wait for Long Island for MJF's win, Miro's a great shout. I I know what your, your idea is, but I, I actually think what you want to achieve that strategy will work against it. You want a big, recognisable name like a Danielson for MJF to beat. Like, if you, if it's MJF and Derby, it'll be great. It's a great story, but it just won't have that same level of uh, escalation. Uh, falling but it, Downer. But I will say, sorry, I know we're trying to move on and get through this, but I would say it's making a statement, isn't it, by putting the belt on Derby, even if it is just for a handful of minutes. Falling Downer. Punk let me down. That's a good idea, actually, if Derby just wins for a few seconds. Yeah. That's crushing as well. It is crushing. Falling downer. Punk let... Oh, and then MJF holds onto it for a... Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Falling downer. Punk let me down with this situation. It was bad enough he shamed his bosses and co-workers and embarrassed Tony Khan, but when he named Colt's mum in a disparaging way, it disgusted me. He said Colt wouldn't mediate with him. Why would he? Punk acts like a raging lunatic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awkward to watch. Yeah. Uh, Lean Nerd Ellie. Hey guys, I'm not a fan of Punk. I believe he is a wildly insecure man. Even in WWE, uh, he proclaimed he was oppressed when he was... Even in WWE, he proclaimed he was oppressed when he was. No, no, no. So he was proclaimed he was oppressed when he was triple crown champion, oh. touching titles that some men who were far more talented than he have never seen. I want him gone. I would, In fairness, though, uh, to Punk in that situation, Eli... Even when he won those belts, he was never treated as the guy. And that was his issue, is that when he was champion for 434 days or whatever it was, Cena was the one main eventing pay-per-views. And Punk was always the second or third storyline mm. on a show. I wouldn't let what's transpiring now um, sort of change. I guess it would change your perception slightly. might make you see Punk's flaws back then. But I think, you know... That WWE system in 2013. Yeah. I, I think it would have driven anyone mad. And finally, for now, Fran Chili uh, might be in the minority, but I think Darby should win. He is a pillar that is the soul of the young talent in AEW, and MJF can win right after Darby won. Then Darby fighting to get it back from MJF before he is a free agent. 
you've sold me on it. I, I actually really <laughs> like that. I saw a similar storyline when Mark Andrews won the belt in Progress, and that was when Jimmy Havoc immediately turned heel. It was, and it was just nuclear heat. Nuclear. Because uh, I liked it before it was cool. But you can't, you can't, say, can't say that these days. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. Can't, can't say that. Can't say him anymore. Uh, right. So this episode. Oh, no. This episode. Wait, wait, wait. This episode. Oh. oh beer beer for you. It's uh, right to your front door, Beer 52. Eight free craft beers. All you got to do is pay for that sweet ass post and packaging. UK viewers only. We're better than you. And we drink it. The beer that is. And it's a wonderful subscription service. Beer52.com forward slash Talk. They have been a long, 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 long time sponsor of us here. And we love them very, very dearly. So get on board with Beer 52. This episode of AEW Dynamite opened the way we already said. But then, after the Tony Khan announcement, we got MJF coming out to a huge pop in Buffalo, New York, a place that he previously ragged on a lot. He does every over-the-top babyface trick in the book. I loved it when the mask slipped at one point. Because, like, you know, he's doing the big baby. He goes and hugs fellow New Yorker Taz, and they're like, yeah, New York. He's wearing, like, a New York Bills or, or whatever it is. And he's like, yeah, this place. I'm here because I love AEW. Let's get an AEW show. Yeah. going to go on AEW. And he's like, I'm here for all of you fans. Maybe not you. Like, he points to this sort of, like, fat woman and stuff. And, like, that was the moment the mask slipped. And he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not only joking. I would never say that sort of thing. The exact line was, now I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. Not you, lady. I'm kidding. You're gorgeous. Come see me after the show. It was just like this old, like an old timer comic doing rubbish one line. And he then compared himself to Moses. <laughs> what? Well, a long time ago, a Jewish man with a name that began with M led his people on forward. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not saying I am Moses. I'm saying I'm better than Moses. <laughs> just missed him so much. Uh, and he said, there's no one more trustworthy than... Thank God MJF came back, because if they didn't have him right oh, here, yeah. it would, like, this would be a profoundly different experience. He said, there's no one more trustworthy than him. Out comes John Moxley. And Moxley just says, you're full of crap. And immediately... MJF's fail properly falls. Yeah, the mask properly slips. And actually, it's a really genius point because the crowd was super into MJF. And then MJF, you know, like they're cheering for him and cheering for him. Mox comes out and the crowd starts to boo Moxley because he's not from New York. Mm. So therefore, he's a baddie. And even when he said, MJF, you're full of crap, the crowd would go, boo, no, Moxley, MJF's the best. And MJF then had to go into overtime to get the crowd to start <laughs> booing him. But he's so good at what he does, he did. And Moxley's so great at being a babyface that this crowd were enraptured by the stuff that he was saying. Well, the, the, so MJF, this was just phenomenal uh, heel heat or storyline heat. Although, you know, problematic, which we'll get on into a bit. Uh, he said that he's going to win the championship and he's going to use that as a bargaining chip in the war of 2024, which is when his contract theoretically is up. At All Out, that voicemail said you don't have to sign an extension. I think we can all agree he's definitely signed an extension for more money. Um, but I love it. I, I want my pro wrestling storylines 
to not be real. Yeah. And now that's where I'm at. Uh, and he says he's going to take the title to a real wrestling company with real fans and real wrestlers like his hero, Cody Rhodes. He'll work for the best boss in wrestling, Sent Nick. Of course, Nick Khan, not Tony Khan. Yeah, he said, I'm going to go work for a Khan that actually knows what he's mm. doing. Jolly old Saint Nick. And then uh, quoted his hero, the game, it's what's best for business. And quoting Triple H into John Moxley's face. Oh, I, I, that, that hit me. I was so annoyed for Moxley. I love this so much because this is, we, you know, we talked about this on the show. It's a very tricky thing to do. If you set someone up as an anti-authority figure and your company, AEW, is a babyface, it's a babyface company in terms of Tony Khan as a babyface. It's not a Mr. McMahon heel authority figure. But if you've got MJF as this anti-authority thing, it does heal up Tony Khan and AEW and their contracts and things like that. And the way here is that WWE's the heel. AEW is still a babyface, and WWE are their heel in this storyline. And MJ, if their heel wants to go inside with their heels, I think it's a really, really smart way around that issue. And it's just so in keeping with MJF's character. I, lo I love it. I love it. If I just step back, I think it, it's. I, I, what's, what's the best way to say this? <laughs> you hate it. I'm concerned it's going to blow up in their face because I don't expect MJF to go, but this was a storyline that worked great when Double or Nothing had finished because Vince McMahon was in charge of WWE and WWE were the enemy. A lot's changed since then, and now people are actively asking for their release in AEW to go work for WWE. This narrative that... WWE's the evil, the big we, evil. We don't know they're asking the release to go work for WWE. Like, but Malachi Black did ask sure, for his sure, release, sure. but that was apparently for personal reasons mm -hmm. as opposed to, and he was upset with his creative. Bobby, Bobby Fish went. Well, and he just let, they just let his contract expire. Yeah. And, they, you, and they didn't offer him an extension on that contract. If I'm just going to speculate, I cannot see why they would let the Undisputed Era break up before you have the Elite match. Because they got nothing for Bobby until then. Cole, like O'Reilly's out, Cole's out. Like you just, okay. You're just paying okay. Bobby Fish to just sit around and do matches on dark. All right. No one has asked for their release specifically to go to WWE. Um, but but the the mind the perception of WWE has definitely changed. And the, when I look at this now, I'm like, actually, it would be fun to see MJF leave this company and go to WWE. Mm -hmm. And it would be. It would be. But that's never going to happen. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I don't, this is a great, great storyline. But unfortunately, it's now starting to happen at a bad time. This will depend city to city, I would imagine. But it worked on this crowd. Bear in mind as well, New York is a WWE area. Mm -hmm. And this crowd were booing anything that was related to WWE. So it makes me think, and as I said, this will depend city to city. It depends on what happens if you try to cut this promo elsewhere. But this is an AEW crowd that love AEW. They may watch WWE, but they love AEW. And they are going to boo like this guy leaving us to go to them. And you're right. Like, WWE is a much, much better place now. It's probably a better product in, in some ways now. 
but you're still going to have that tribalism to the company. <clears throat> it may not work in every city, but it worked in this one. Mm. So there's every chance that it works in others. Two other bits on this MJF performance. I've seen, when I saw it, I was like, ah, you know, because every old wrestler with a podcast has said, this kid's got to be a baby face. I'll teach him. I'll teach him how to be a baby face. And he comes out as this like grotesquely over the top baby face. I think it was a way to, I, I, I took it as a way as like a meta commentary to say, no, I yeah. can still make people boo me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, I read someone else say online, MJF has encapsulated CM Punk's AEW run in a promo, just coming out. I love you guys. Oh my God, this is the best. I love AEW. Wearing the shirt of the place you're in. By the end, you know, yeah. I'm not here for anything it's but true. myself. I thought, wow, that's, I, I wouldn't put it past it. Yeah. But then, like he, Moxley basically tells MJF, get out the ring. And, and, and he does, and he's like, and your music sucks, by the way. Hmm. And then, so, sorry, he hasn't got sympathy for the devil. I thought he might have changed his entrance. No, music. you need that. Yeah, yeah, I, that, I prefer MJF, that, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Moxley then cuts this <sighs> promo, and what a promo this was. He's talking about how like he's pissed off, and the reason he's pissed off is because he's no longer the champion. That championship represents everything that means the most to John Moxley about this sport, this business, and it's the passion that he had for winning this belt, what it means to be a champion. In some ways, this also felt like it was shots uh, at Punk mm -hmm. about like what it means to be a champion, what it means to be the face of this company and the vision that we have for this company and being a legit alternative choice. It was a fabulous promo. And then in a stroke of genius, starts putting over everyone in the tournaments. Because that's what you do. You make everyone else feel good. Because if you then win, you've beaten someone that's also great. So he's putting over Danielson. He's putting over Jericho. He's putting over Hangman Page. And every single person. It was a hell of a promo. It was exactly what was needed. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, I love the MJF stuff. Um, and it's great for storyline and character purposes. But when Moxley cut that promo, by the end of it, I was like, uh, sign me up. <laughs> I, I don't care I, I can get past all the punk and elite stuff now I'll just do what you're doing Moxley and if that's what you say that's fine by me uh, and I feel like that, that that was definitely the way for the rest of the show for the audience there live and for me watching at home I feel like it was sort of a the perfect way to go we're moving on yeah um, whatever the consequences of the other stuff is uh, did I thought I had some oh yeah just one more bit he mentioned the vacation. He was like, I was meant to be on vacation. Uh, because usually if you lose the title, you take a couple of weeks off. Yeah. And he then, wasn't supposed to be. He was Dante. He wasn't supposed to be here today. Mm -hmm. And Jericho as well wasn't meant to be on this episode. He was brought in because star power is suddenly quite lacking. This is the second time Moxley has had a vacation cancelled. Remember after the exploding barbed wire death oh, match? Yeah. He was meant to be, be written ages. off for a bit because he would have been blown up. Yeah. And he and Rene was having a daughter. Or yeah, did they have a, oh, well, a kid? Um and yes, but he had to come back and it was Moxley and Kingston who sat in that remember that promo? Yeah. Uh, with the their extinguishing cigarettes and stuff. So it's like he is the guy that you just bring in. You know, he's the 
the guy who carries you through the pandemic, the guy you put the interim title on, the guy you bring out after the previous most embarrassing thing for the company, and the guy who does the big rah-rah speech here. He is potentially the most valuable person to AEW. He truly is the face of this company. Yeah. And that's kind of been within Moxley's character. When he was, I, you know, we were talking about earlier, when he was WWE champion, he was like, that means I've got to do the house show loops. I've got to be on every single show. I've got to do two, three shows a day because that's what it means to be the champion and carry this company and be the face of this company. And that's the mentality that he has got. He's a very hardworking man. And it was one of those promos that you were just like, you should never have taken the title off of him. Just mm. you should have kept that because that interim run was so great. You should have just kept the belt on him and like, yeah, punks the one million dollar gate draw. But Mox is your guy. Yeah, he's your guy right now. There's a lot said about toxic masculinity, but hot damn, he is a positive masculinity. Yeah, he, is. Like, yeah, yeah, you're you right. know, he doesn't moan. He doesn't. He doesn't go and do shoot interviews. He just gets on, does his duty, and just and the best of his ability. Goes home to his family. And just spends time with his family and goes back to work. I've got addiction issues. Boom. Face up to it like a man and do it like this, yeah. this, this. It's great. What an inspiration. Uh, after that, we got the trios championship. Death Triangle took on uh, the best friends, which was already a match that was announced because we we're going to get this all Atlantic title feud coming off it. Really great match. Of course, great it was uh, Death Triangle won uh, in, in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um. So... Yep, the belts are on Death Triangle. I don't know how you feel about this, but then they immediately cut to the Dark Order. Just again, this is AEW's one of AEW's. Well, I was going to say bigger issues. <laughs> it's a persistent issue. They don't let things breathe. The manner of this win and the follow-up just had me see this win as transitional. It was. Um... What I liked about the going back to the Dark Order is that it was keeping them a part of this storyline because Excalibur was explaining on commentary that Dark Order were going to have this match, or they were considered for this match, even though they, you know, they'd already announced Death Triangle versus Best Friends. But Dark Order were going to be here, but uh, it's... Uh, I think Silver is injured now off the buckshot. It's Reynolds. It is Reynolds. Okay, so Reynolds is now injured. So like, to go back to them to be like, guys, like you lost at the at the show, and now we've got brand new trios champions. So it was, effectively, you lost twice because you could have had this shot as well. So I don't mind them coming back to there. I agree with you, like, there was no big championship celebration. I mean, actually, the fact that I just don't think they're going into any, like, trios feud. Because, like, I don't know who they're going to feud with now. I just, but I would set them up with one now, because otherwise, you're wardlowing this. Yeah. Or packing it. Yeah. With all the all elite, the All-Atlantic Championship. I totally get the Dark Order stuff. Some other people have pointed that out to me. Have it later in the show. Let Pat cut a promo. Let Abrahantes cut a promo. We're going to, you know, sort of similar to what Moxley did. Something was needed for the trio's belts. And, and to be honest, you know, if you could make it happen, and I'm sure you could make it happen if you tried hard enough, because Vince McMahon could just go, Kurt Angle's here, you know, he's and he's wrestling uh, when stuff, when crap hit the fan at WWE. Put it on United Empire. They they should be they were the hottest act coming out of that trios tournament. Yeah, it's, and it's fresh, it's new, it's exciting. My my concern with the trios championships now is that the Tony has been very very upfront about this. 
he was holding off on doing bringing the trios championships into aew until kenny omega was back effectively telegraphing that the elite are going to be our first trios champions and that's fine but if the if your whole deal was i'm only going to bring these belts in if i've got the elite if you no longer have the elite are you actually that bothered about these titles and are these titles now just going to be at the same level as the All-Atlantic Championship and just be there? Going by other titles and storylines, yeah, I'm not filled with confidence. I'm not filled with confidence. So I didn't love the, I didn't love the match, but just the sort of optimism moving forward for this, I, I, I'm not there. Not as much as I have with the world title. Oh, yeah. Like the, world, the world title, I'm really I'm excited. Really excited for it, and I feel like there's a lot there, but this really does reek of, well, I haven't got Kenny in the Bucks, I don't actually care. No. So unfortunately for me, this this sort of was the middle, well, about a quarter third of the show was was pretty lame, I thought. So you had that bit. Tony Storm uh, beat Penelope Ford in five minutes. Three minutes of that was commercial. The DDT was awkward. Yeah, Didn't it looked like a finish. Very soft. Um, and she's the interim champ. Like no championship is fully functional right now, it feels. Although I will say that, um, I mean, at least she got on TV and got a match. That's what you could say for Thunder Rosa when she won the actual women's world title. Uh, 2.0 cut a promo on action Bronson and Hook. They're building to their Grand Slam match. The acclaimed, so it's probably going to be a tag match, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Acclaimed come out and, you know, this was the bit we talked about earlier. Monster heat on Swerve for cutting off Max Caster's rap. And yeah, they had a good bit of back and forth. We'll face you at Grand Slam for a rematch. And yeah, I can't wait for that. The acclaimed a mega over. I think they'll get the belts, but I'm just like, why are they getting a rematch? Yeah, again, well, it was that. It was very good. They came. They came very close to it. I just. I, 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 I needed mean, yeah. more to set that up. Like I, I I'm screaming I, at the TV for months saying FTR. Yeah, I by know. your own mechanics for how your promotion should function. FTR should be getting a title shot. I completely agree with you on that one, but also it is the hottest match coming out of All Out. Yeah. And I think if you're Tony Khan as a promoter saying that match that everyone was talking about, we're going to do that again in two weeks' time to build up hype and anticipation. Also, possibly to right the wrong that you didn't put the belt on the Acclaimed. Because I remember when they announced Swerve Now Glory versus the Acclaimed, you scoffed yeah. at that match. Because you're like, oh, yeah, that would be a bigger match than doing FTR <laughs> versus the Bucks. And it was a bigger match than doing FTR versus no, the Bucks. Did you hear the reaction at All Out? That got a bigger pop than the Elite did. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, it I got love a bigger that. pop than FTR did. Yeah, but... Uh, FTR versus the Bucks three for all the championship belts. Yeah. That is historically bigger. Right. But I'm talking about the crowd reactions for the acclaimed have been bigger than what FTR have been getting and what the Bucks have been getting. They are more over than them. We've just got to agree to disagree here. The, the pops that FTR... I do, we, yeah, we don't agree on this one. Um, the other thing, they kept Keith Lee away from this because, of course, Swerve is the heel here. Keith Lee is not... Mm. Uh, Jericho promo backstage. He is the fountain of youth. He certainly uh, is. And he's he's going to win because he's a real locker room leader. Yep. Wardlow squashed Tony Nese with three power bombs in about a minute for the TNT title. And he then cut a promo about how he hasn't lost momentum. No, no, no. His, his, his promo was, I have lost momentum. Oh, okay. Oh, but, but, yeah. Okay. And, and, like, and now I'm here to remind people that this is Wardlow's world. Okay. Party time. Excellent. Like that was the, it wasn't like a, hey guys, I'm still great, me. It was like a, a lot of people are saying that I'm losing momentum, but I'm here to show you that I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back on track. 
Well, he needs a feud. My actual worry is his first feud is with Josh uh, Josh Woods. Yeah. Because Josh Woods saved Mark Sterling. And I was like, let's not go back to a bloody Mark Sterling feud. That's not the way to get this man back on track. Yeah. So that was my... I didn't enjoy that part of the show. I was like... Okay, no, dude. Here is what I would say. Because this was a very much a reset episode, it was telling me as a viewer... Here are things we're going to be focusing on for the next few months. Tony Storm versus Penelope Ford. Establishing the women's... A Give Tony Storm the John Moxley run. Give her the run where she's on TV having good matches and beating... I know you're pulling a face there because this wasn't a great start, but put him... We've been calling for this company to feature the women's champion, and they do, and the first thing to do is like, that was not very good. So, like, at least they're putting them on TV and trying to give them something, establish them in something, also establishing Hater and, and Britt Baker and continuing their feud. This here was done to establish, here's Wardlow, we're going to do something with him. Like, this... And, I, and the acclaimed, you loved that match, we're running it back. So this was a segment here. While it wasn't the best stuff on the show, it was actually the, not the best stuff on the show. You could argue it was the worst stuff on the show. But it meant something to move forward from. Like, it was good to tell you, the audience, here is stuff we're focusing on, and we're moving forward with it. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it. That's and it did, didn't fill me with confidence moving forward. I prefer to just do the good stuff first. The Danielson-Hangman match, which was just excellent. So great. Uh, which we've already covered. Uh, Jungle Boy got a promo on Luchasaurus because Christian has the exact same injury as CM Punk, apparently. Yeah. He's going to be out for eight months. Begging the question, what was this feud all about for the last week? Well, that, I, I, that's unfair. That's unfair to be like, well, you know, because they didn't know Christian was injured until they had the match. Beat Jungle Boy. What, when he the couldn't have the match. He couldn't move. He did two moves. What moves did he do? He did the um prettier, and he did a spear. Yeah, but he can't do a full match. Have Jungle Boy squash him then? Well, I guess they didn't think the injury was as bad as it was. Yeah, I I don't love it. I but I think Jungle Boy cut a good promo here. Sometimes he doesn't have that sort of force behind his words. It's a reason why he stayed silent in AEW for so long. Um, but probably Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't like this bit either. Hathaway's, uh, Stokely Hathaway came out with his gang of guys. You got the ass boys. Yeah, why bother trying to introduce new acts to this company? You're there also crowing about, got no star power, got no people on the roster. They're trying to establish some new acts, and you're like, didn't like that either. Well, uh, the the way you establish new acts is how what you're doing there with Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Utah. I wouldn't say a three-minute bit where the promotion immediately cuts their their time is the way to establish what five revamped guys in a faction just it's i'm i'm all for trying something new if it doesn't work then it doesn't work but at least try something new i just i, I guess my thing is i don't think it's new I, i've seen quite a few lower mid card factions materialize in aw and then they don't do anything and i end up being quite bored by them and that that script this screams it to me. and maybe it will be mm. like okay and i'll tell you i'll tell you this for free i'm not that asked about w morrissey <laughs> really am not that bothered he was the second most interesting in some ways the third most interesting <laughs> thing in enzo and Cass. he was the actively the less good part of that act i'm not that bothered but i really like stokely and i think that there is something you can't and i'm just i'm praising the company for at least trying something new mm. is it great no, but at least you're trying something new when we're trying to move forward with this place. Uh, but yeah, what happened was Stokely Hathaway was about to explain their involvement in the ladder match, but then 
a production hand like immediately cut them off and they beat up the production hand and all of security did not come out and help him until the the two minute beat down was finished it's I know, swore then. It's pro wrestling! Yeah. It's pro wrestling, Ollie! Come on, well, man. I assume most of the people Come were, on. most of the people who would have run out were suspended. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they were trying to break it up other fights. So Claudio had a great well, Dax Harwood had a fantastic promo to build up there this ramp as well. No, I, well, I love this. Uh, you know why. <laughs> because Claudio, in this uh, promo, the way he was shot. Someone pointed this out on Reddit and it made me laugh a lot. His forged in combat sleeve cut off halfway on the last word. So it just said forged in cum. <laughs> but I think Dax Harwood's promo was great. He's like, yeah. you know, I'm, I know what you're thinking. I'm just a tag team wrestler. Boom, 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 boom. So they're having a ROH title match on Rampage. Can't wait for it. Yeah, it's going to be great. And the main event was Wheeler Actually, Utah. you did make fun of this, didn't you? I mean, you were making fun yeah. of this in the office, being like, I don't know why you're bothering putting this on TV. No, no one's going to watch this show. No, it's a, it's, it's a great match, but I don't think it... What it, a terrible thing to give to fans. I I go, oh, you're going to give me a possible match of the year contender? You assholes. Honestly, what was the point? AEW's problem isn't the in-ring action. I, I don't know how more clear I have to be about this. Rampage is a show that suffers from having any sense of consequence. And putting a, putting a match on, which will be great, but unfortunately not top tier star power which i you know is very predictable on the outcome i i don't see how that revamps rampage i like watching pro wrestling and i'm going to watch a great pro wrestling match on tv for free i sorry that that seems to be a problem for you but well, like, I, I think that's going to be great well, i don't think it'll do well in the ratings i don't care that it's going to do well in the ratings it's going to be a good match who gives a shit? it's rampage Rampage couldn't draw anything with Daniel Bryan in the main event. It doesn't matter if it's Claudio then. Wheeler Utah then took on Daniel Garcia in the main event for the ROH Pure Championship. Garcia got one of those big entrances where you're like, oh yeah, you probably win it. Yeah, you'll probably win He's it in his hometown. He had a, a, a rapical West Side gun do his entrance for him. Also and a local boy. They, they had a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think more work needed to be done on explaining the pure rules oh, concept. Yeah, because there was a moment when they had the rope break and then, you know, like Bobby Cruz gets on the mic and has been like, uh, Daniel Garcia has used his first rope break at the car. What? Yeah. What, what, what are you talking about? They had the the graphic of like, you know, a mini Drew Gulak PowerPoint presentation. But I think you needed you, to fully get this championship over. And I love the pure championship. I think it's such a great way to frame a title. Just do a video package. Video package on it, build it up over a few weeks, but yeah. And I didn't think, think you'd do a few weeks. You could have just done a video package Before here. the show, yeah. yeah. You um, own the footage. But yeah, great match. Garcia was a different kind of wrestler. He's come out of the JS thing, not as his old Red Death thing, not as a sports entertainer, but like, this really well-rounded version of both. He's come out better. And yeah, just a, a really good match. Garcia's Dragon Tamer leaning back sharpshooter. I think that's going to get mega over. Yeah, it's got potential to be like Worlds of Jericho yeah. in the year 2000, like Crippler Crossface year 2000 levels of... Because the crowd popped for it as soon as he locked mm. in. And when he got it in that third time, and actually I loved Wheelie Utah, even in that third attempt, was finding a way out of it. Regal on commentary was amazing. Did you hear him talk about the rope break thing? 
He was like, if Willie Hughes gets a road break, I'll be very upset with him. Because <laughs> I've taught him ways to get out of submission moves. Yeah. And then when he had one, Taz was just like, look, Regal, I know you've said it, but he had no option there. Uh-huh. And Regal went sudden. He was like, I guess in that one, I, I will forgive that oh, one. Oh, that is nice. It was really, really yeah, good. I yeah. thought he was so, so great on commentary. And actually, like, this is Regal's style. Like, mm. Regal loves this sort of thing. And you had Caprice Coleman out there as well. So it was a very busy uh, commentary <laughs> desk. But I thought this was a terrific match. A pure, the pure championship is a hard sell. And I think the crowd reactions to some of this match are very reflective of that because when Wheelie Utah used the closed fist and Bobby Cruz had to almost stop the wrestling match of it to be like, Wheelie Utah has used closed fist. He's got one more of those, ladies and gentlemen. The crowd like, yeah, need to mark that down. Like, there's no graphics on screen or anything. And I, I, I know people personally who don't like pure wrestling. Andy Datsun told me it's one of the most <laughs> boring matches he's ever seen in his life is watching pure wrestling. But I, for me, love it. Mm. I, I, I loved this, and I thought this was a terrific match. And like again, you want to talk about a company that's trying to make a statement following on from what happened the weekend. Two guys, two of your guys that you have built from the ground up in the main event in this style of match, I think speaks volumes. And it, and it was terrific. It'll die in the racing. <laughs> but as a fan, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. You look at the rest of the card, and you're like, well, the trios match could have main evented mm. hangman page versus danielson the mjf promo segment any of these things could have main evented so it's very impressive they went for this uh it would have worked better if it was a normal match yeah um but uh, for the, the, the concept a board ring of honor so i've, I've, <laughs> got, I've got to use the assets uh danielson made you to sorry garcia made you to tap and it was such a good post-match angle tying into all these larger stories where Danielson comes down, not Jericho. And Utah was like, no, I want to shake Garcia's hand. And they shook hands. That's the ROH way. It's also part of the pure rules that you, yeah. have, to, you have to abide by the code of honor. So mm-hmm. Danielson going down there and pushing him out of the way. Even Caprice Coleman was just like, guys, the rules yeah. of this is that they have to abide by the code of honor. That's actually rule 54. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on that, on that PDF. I've laminated it's it It's on for the you. appendix rule collection <laughs> that came out three years ago. If you just flick to page three, paragraph four, it's in there. But then Danielson took the belt and wrapped it round Garcia's waist. Not just like such a a great way to put over Garcia and his own history with Danielson, but also this added layer of drama with Jericho, who was watching on from backstage, but said, we won't come out to help you because you did not come out and celebrate with me at All Out. And Jericho walking out at the end, he looked heartbroken. And I'm like, you're meant to be the heel. But I've, I'm getting this incredible sympathy towards you. Danielson's smirk as well. Yeah. Well, like Dan, the second that Danielson saw him on the ramp, he's like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna raise his hand mm. as well. And I, I think we could be building towards Garcia versus Jericho, pure rules for the title. Ah. And like that's the the big match that you do between those two, give yeah. Garcia the win over Jericho. Because like Jericho's whole deal now is I'm the best professional wrestler on the planet as mm. well, and the lion heart is back. I, I would think that, would, that sounds like something that Jericho would really, really enjoy doing. It's, a, it's a sort of thing he hasn't done before. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I gave it a 75%, so still 3.5. Yeah. Even higher than 3.5. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to me, this was 
a step backwards for the promotion, but it's a necessary step backwards. Yes. So they can start moving forwards again. That that's that's it for me. This was by by no means a great episode of Dynamite. Mm. Like I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, it's one of the best Dynamites here, or like a really. Re- I don't think it really was. Like I had a very very great match between Danielson and Page, and I really enjoyed that main event. But a lot of it was a middling show. But it was also a statement show to move on from what happened at the weekend. And ultimately, I think that is more important. So it, for me, it was like a yeah three out of five show, maybe a four out of five show to bump it up from the the, the Danielson match. But I just, I saw there was a lot here was like, and here is where we're going next. Mm. And that's and I think that's important. Sorry, I shouted at you. Earlier. It's OK. It's good. It's good to show passion. I just I just didn't know your passion breaking <laughs> point was. Claudio versus Dax Harwood on an episode of Rampage. It's just Rampage ratings. It's just like, yeah, no one watches this show anymore. So I'd much rather they just put on matches that I want to see on it. I am one of the four people that watches Rampage. The show is not going to get renewed. Doesn't even count you. (laughs) Nelson doesn't care for you. Um, oh, do we have... We've got uh, some uh, Patreon ultra shouts to Patreon shout-outs. We do indeed. Yes, Patreon shout-outs. That's what the word I was after. Uh, has the music been hit? Uh, no, because it bl- apparently it's broken and I forgot to fix it. Well, thank you to all our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. He ran Aaron Hamrahan. Smitten Aaron Smith. The Baker, Adam Cakebread. The Machine Gun, Alex Anderson. The True... Alpha Wolf. Not Eugene. Andrew Dinsmore. Uh, Andy Datsun's fetish. Uh, Timothy King. The Shrockmaster. Austin Shrock. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Infinite Crisis. Chris Jenkins. All-Star Chuck Turner. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 8th of September 2022, who wants to walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? We've got some great stuff going up on Patreon. It's the first Wednesday, well, yesterday was the first Wednesday of the month. So you have the Patreon mailbag episode of myself and Adam Blompier talking about uh, you asking us questions on our thoughts on various different wrestling topics, um, as well as some Disney remake stuff, which Mm. came towards the end. Next week, it's the Russell Behind the Scenes podcast that you and I recorded yesterday with Pete and Tempest. That'll be out next Wednesday, talking about our Clash of the Castle Pie and a bunch of other stuff. Then it's After Dark, the Wednesday after that. And then you and I will be reviewing WWE Unforgiven 2008. It's the Scramble Match Show. Okay, so I've watched an hour, I've watched half the show now. Um, there is something in the Championship Scramble format. Oh, yeah? It's not bad. <laughs> and, you know, talk about trying something new. And uh, Jericho Michaels is, is a banger. Yeah, that, that is a terrific match. Uh, spoilers <coughs> for Dave Meltzer's thoughts on it. Devalues titles. <laughs> Uh, right, so all of your Omega chats, keep getting them in. This is Last Call, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Zoom Flash. If Danielson wins the world title, this will be the second time a CM Punk drama leads to <laughs> Brian elevating to a world championship. The more things change. RT Course. 
As someone with no nostalgia for punk, I don't know why people ignored all his crap until now. Throwing Colt under the bus in the lawsuit, returning to wrestling on WWE backstage, the outrageous ego, etc. Grown-ass adult acting like a spoiled brat. Mox is amazing and he deserves another proper title reign, but I hope they don't do it just yet. Honestly, I'll put the title on Derby. Prove that you're giving the young guys the reins and he he loses the least from a short title reign due to MJF. Yeah, I, I mean... The nostalgia for punk is a big factor there. Like we, I, I think a lot of CM Punk fans will tell you, and I, I've said this on many shows before, it's hard being a CM Punk fan. It's tough being a CM Punk fan because while he is a, one of the best wrestlers, an incredible storyteller, an incredible promo, he is also CM Punk mm -hmm. and he is, uh, I mean, he is legit actually WWE difficult to work with. Uh, and, and we said this when he came in, it was like, I hope it's different this time. Yeah. And it was for a period of time. Uh, Blakey. Punk spent that entire rank calling people children, the elite are children, hangman is a child, the people in the back are children, all while Punk is acting like a child by talking to the media instead of the people he has a problem with. Ridiculous. Very not a robot. I'm finally awake enough uh, early to put in a live Omega chat. It's just too bad I'm practically speechless. At least it's not a boring time to be an AEW fan. Also, welcome back to the Dynamite review. Since everything's just been reset, you didn't miss much. <laughs> it's true. I can't wait for people to call for me to be removed from the Dynamite <laughs> review again. Not raw, but uh, I keep thinking back to when people asked WWE about Punk signing with AEW and them responding, he's their problem now. Uh -huh. <laughs> Callum Anderson, first time chatter. Danielson to win the title, MJF to win late 2022, early 2023, hold the title until late 2023, dropping to a built-up derby just before he leaves in 2024. Huge statement with the homegrown derby finally overthrowing MJF. Yeah. Hot tag. Uh, Steve Howland said, man, what a fun episode of Dynamite. Like the remaining roller, uh, like the remaining roster collectively said, F the drama. Here's some great wrestling. This episode pulled me back in after my fandom wavered during the stupid childish fallout of All Out. Um, I mean, yeah, again, Blackpool Content Club tomorrow. Tempest can't bring himself to watch this episode oh, of wow. Dynamite. Oh, he should. And, and I think he should as well. This is what we was kind of talking about. But it's just like uh, the drama just is over. It's taking away mm. my interest in the product. Ben Vlerick, not the biggest Omega fan, but God bless the man for thinking of the dog first. <laughs> Regardless of what happened to Punk, can we make Larry the AEW mascot or something? We don't deserve dogs, and dogs especially don't deserve such nonsense around them. <laughs> Bummed about the tournament. Brian versus Paige again. Brian versus Jericho again. Darby versus Sammy again, etc. Don't mind them being in, but what about someone fresh and unutilized like Miro or Hobbs? You can do both established as well as someone new. That's because it's, it's a champions thing. Yeah, when you've got like quite a provable metric, I, I totally understand stand um, doing that. Also, I don't I can't remember the last time we did Derby Sammy. Mm, yeah, long time ago. Uh, Magnus, long time Omega chatter, but what a week, eh? With all the circumstances, they did the right thing and had a good show, but Mox, what a man. Oh. He was their top guy through a hard 2020 during the summer of Punk, and he will carry this company again now. Banana Whammer 7 said, it's Wednesday, the F does that mean? <laughs> I really feel like they did their best with the bad hand they were given for this show. Shame, really. I'm sure AEW will bounce back. Though, not going to lie, I don't care if Punk comes back or not at this point. AEW is still my jam. 
John Wright, I loved last night's episode of Dynamite. I wish Kingston, Miro, Hobbs had been in the tournament, but I don't see the episode as a setback, just a getting back to basics. Focus on homegrown talent and good wrestling. I never liked Punk. AEW never needed him. For a year, it just felt like the CM Punk show, and I believe AEW will be fine without him. Ollie, I know you're in the. I know in your heart that Punk was the problem for the show's quality decline. I know, just my dumb opinion. He wasn't around. <laughs> he, was, he literally wasn't there. Manuel said AEW had their first show in my opinion with their backs against the wall and delivered TK stepped up I'm okay with Punk being let go and the elite coming back from their suspensions what a shame it didn't work out with Punk so much for that clean slate uh, Luke here says was really enjoying Dynamite until the crowd started booing Hangman really soured me on the show really shows what Punk's words have reached people but his problem with Hangman seems to be that he isn't as big of a face as Paige anyway get that belt on MJF when they started booing Hangman a bit I didn't take that as I, I felt that more was cheering for Danielson I, I think the same thing as well, yeah. Jarvis, this was an incredible night of wrestling. They did the very best given the situation. Props to everyone that stepped up. This was a statement night proving that the company will be completely fine without the Punk Bucks and Omega if need be. Brett, I was in the crowd and honestly, the show made me forget about all the madness. Couldn't be happy for Garcia. Danielson Page went gangbusters. Trio's match was super fun. I wish MJF truly turned babyface, but then hmm. again, we'll love him anywhere. Jam that jam, lads. Tough cheddar. G'day, mate. Thanks for accepting my dollary dues. Well. Did either of you notice how tense the start of the Hangman-Danielson match was? Hangman going for the handshake, Danielson just saying get on with it. Definitely seemed to me that Danielson was not happy with Paige. That's just playing into their larger feud. Yeah, that's storyline. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Charles Berg says, uh, we all assume he'll win the title soon, but what happens if MJF's title shot fails? How does a craven, desperate MJF play leading into 2024? Well, I don't think that's... Uh, he'll pay some henchmen faction to do all his work for him, which I've seen too many times michael riley really bummed the best friends didn't win last night i was there uh, live for it and they were more over than death triangle they deserved to win some gold i really thought they might win mm. i really thought they might put the gold on them i didn't mind <laughs> nicholas hear me out do go for the trio's belts again and backstage when they say this page uh with them raring to go they tell them oh dark order sorry hear me out dark order go for the trio's belts again and backstage when they say this page with them raring to go they tell him it's all right tens cleared now they win the belt and page looks dejective when they do thinking oh i'm the reason that they lost that's a nice character beat um but i just don't think aw have got plans for dark order really don't mind me, I'm at work. What do you think about having MJF going on a revenge tour before going after the title, using Stokely's crew to war with the former Pinnacle members? Remember, FTR put CM Punk on their shoulders after he won. I don't think MJF and the Hathaway faction are a good fit for each other outside that one spot. I think just as a mercenary angle, fine. But I think they'll be less than the sum of its parts. Zeke the Freak. Yeah, that one. OMG, this effing company. <clears throat> Punk should know better than to bring this toxicity. The EVP should know better how to deal with tons without violence, unless it's consensual. But the Mox promo was good. Strap the rocket to Danielson. Mox shouldn't win the belt back. Right, yeah, I love the best friends, but I'm so glad Death Triangle won. The All-Atlantic Championship might as well be the YouTube Championship. Mm. So hopefully this leads to more pack on my television. Another note, with Malachi gone, what happens to the house? Uh, they did an episode, they did a tag match on Dark or Dark Elevation, whatever they take before uh, Ram uh, Dynamite. So they are still doing matches together as a tag act with Julie Hart there. 
they continue. Wardlow is doing what he does best, and that is dominate. Still not behind Wardlow's world. <laughs> Question time. The interim champion beats the original champion, the Reigners, at one. So would that reign not count? Should the interim champion lose? Love you all. No, no, no. Because you're unifying the championships. It kind of, It's kind of like you're doing a title defense. So I no. Uh, I previously compared Hathaway's heels to the Heenan family and Tempest didn't seem to get it. But at one point, Arnon Tully, Hercules, Hernandez, Brooklyn Brawler, Andre the Giant, Haku, Rick Rude, and Terry Taylor were members. I'm just saying, jam that jam. Brett back again to say, one thing I'd object to is being, uh, wasn't about the being from NY for us cheering MGF, but rather we were happy to see him in Buffalo where the Bills are our biggest team and he got that heat. So hmm. uh, also someone said Guevara and Ty are the, if herpes were a couple. <laughs> Thomas O'Connor, hey boys, I love the fake face MJF was doing. It was so BS you could see right through it. Do you think if he was the champion near the end of his contract that, M- that w- AEW might try and make a deal with WWE to tell the story of him taking the title there, jam that jam? If you're WWE though, there's no benefit to you mm-hmm. in that in that deal, unfortunately. Jay Hayho Han Solo. First time Ultra slash Omega chatting here because this episode of Dynamite was insane. I've been wanting something significant to happen as episode would take place on my birthday, but never would I have thought things would get this crazy. Also, let's go Daniel Garcia. John Siski, hey boys, great show last night, but I'm still annoyed at how long the Dynamite matches always are. They're great, oh. sure, but it also contributes to why so many people never make it on TV. Sometimes it's oh, I'm gonna say sometimes it's okay to have, then it stops. You say shorter matches. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, I, I never. That's one thing I, I don't complain about. I, say, <laughs> I like longer matches. I guess it. The only thing would be that it does somewhat take away the pay-per-view prestige of a long match. Um, but no, no, no. I think that the reason people aren't on TV is because the ro- the roster's too large. Yeah. As someone who is currently watching Raw from the year 2000, sequentially and in order, uh, I'm much rather this style, where it's longer matches rather than having the APA versus the Mean Street Proxy for 90 seconds, mm. then with the DQ finish because Steve Blackman does something. like, And then, do you know what they have next week? The APA have a match with the Hollies, and then the Mean Street Proxy get involved after 60 seconds, <laughs> and then nothing happens. I'd, I'm much rather this, thank you kindly. Uh, Johnny Blaze 2210 says, Hello, Luke and Ollie. This is my first time Omega Chad. Didn't really appreciate Rustle for covering so much daily breaking news. The MJF promo look, uh, took place in historically a WWE market, New York. I feel his mentions of Triple H and WWE were taunts at WWE after he's extended with AEW. Certainly within um, his character to do so. Yeah. Omar, firstly, God, it's good to have someone as good as MJF on screen again. But secondly, wow, Moxley really is the best yeah. babyface in wrestling right now for my money. The man has been through so much and remains as fantastic as ever. Mox is incredible. And Justin here has been a member for 14 months in a row. MJF versus Danielson, please. MJF wins the titles. Then MJF versus Switchblade or Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door next year. Oh. Hot, Hot tag. tag. What does this mean? The Charles Bergholz chat above was from Joshua Larkin has been a member for 13 months in a row. Oh, it's because I said Charles Berg had a chat, but it must not have been Charles Berg's chat. Oh, well, thank you, Joshua Larkin, who's been a member for 13 months. Matt Carney, AW had its initial spring, fledging company. Uh, then came its summer, everything clicking into place. Then autumn, the golden leaf of Cody Rhodes falling from the mother tree. Now it's winter. 
but with reinvention, they can blossom into a new spring. Matt Carney, very pressing. Yeah, very nice. Uh, Ten Rizza, Grand Slam feels like a pay-per-view type show where AEW needs to present a big show and deliver big. The title situation will hopefully make things feel fresh. This is an interesting time. Hope the growing pains are just for a short time. The Queen going now? Yeah, that's... Uh, it's happening not looking as we're good. doing, yeah. Luke, since when did you start doing this show with Louis Dangor? <laughs> I love Louis Dangor. Yeah, and you have all the same opinions. Guys, don't go by W. Morrissey on his WWE run. Go by his Impact run, which he improves so much. You're not supposed to feel sorry for Jericho. It's what he deserves. The next month he'll be great. Fair is like next a lot. Be great. Even with W. Morrissey, it's like it's I, he's a good, tall, big man. Yeah, and his impact run was very good. Blake, I've been hearing a lot of people saying this would never happen with Vince around. Do you guys think Tony needs to be more like him for now? I don't. People keep saying it happened all the time with Vince around. Has everyone forgotten Sean and Brett? Sean and Brett, Brock and Jericho. Sean and Brett was actually manufactured by Vince McMahon. Going into each of the days being like, hey, do you hear what Sean said about you? Go to Brett. Hey, do you hear what Brett said about you? Because he wanted a big WrestleMania match. And it ended up in real life fighting. And then one of them leaving the company, threatening to take the, well, not even threatening to take the belt with them. One of them having to do a screwy finish. They wouldn't take the belt with them. It was, and that was all Vince McMahon's fault. Let's don't forget, Vince McMahon couldn't manage CM Punk either. CM Punk walked out on their company. Yeah, this idea that it doesn't happen in other wrestling promotions is, or other sort of companies is is ludicrous. It is ludicrous. Uh, that there, there was a, a yearly annual event where all the wrestlers would fall out with each other on the European tour. Yeah. just a couple of years ago. One one of them was Big Cass. Yeah, I, it's it, people aren't always <laughs> going to be best of friends. There aren't going to be backstage disagreements. This one boiled over, and it was really, really bad. Lack, yeah. Lack Sim Narasim Hambi. Weird thought. If this escalated even further, would it sour Punk and Steel's friendship? Like the lawsuit post the podcast soured Punk and Cabanas. I don't know. That's yeah. too private. Mm -hmm. uh, even taking Punk out of the equation, the trio's title must have been a hard decision for TK, considering he waited for Omega's return to even get the thing started. No, I think it was a really easy decision, which is I don't care. I think it's tough to make, but it's actually an easy one once you've decided everyone's suspended, all the championships being stripped. Yeah. Because it's it's actually a very fair way to just well, if you're involved, it's just just for now, everything. Yeah. So suspend everyone until the investigation is finished. Uh, Carl Jeffries, now defunct fantasy booking, I felt like the FTR face turn was a bit sudden, and their new friends were an interesting choice. As former Pinnacle members, they just so happened to buddy up to Punk and Wardlow, made me think MJF return heel turn. What? Yeah, I'm not sure on that one either. <laughs> now defunct fantasy booking. FTR, their new friends were an interesting choice. I don't. Maybe the FTR were going to turn heel to side with MJF? I don't know. I'm sorry, sure. sorry, Carl. 35 Antonio has become a member, which means he gets a chat. Uh, I hope Brandon Cutler got suspended for not filming a style going, a steel going mental on Omega. Where the F is GTV when we need it? Excellent dynamite, though. Oh, we always need a bit of GTV. More Russo storylines <laughs> oh, that we start with no idea where we're going to end up with. Uh, Tyler Robinson, member for 12 months. Do you think Kenny Omega, the Elite, and CM Punk situation will affect the AEW video game in any way? I mean, if Punk's gone, it's on the cover. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, that, you can change that, that quite easily. 
But yeah, they say Omega's been a very like hugely involved in the process. Yeah. But yeah, you can still go ahead without them. Yeah. Change just, the cover star. Just remove the remove from the source code. John Wick, one GM. The problem with Rampage is that the matches are just there. No stakes, not moving storylines along. Just having good wrestling will only get you so far. You can miss an episode and not miss anything important. And I completely agree with that. <laughs> and sometimes there's been wrestling on Rampage. I've watched an episode of Rampage and been like, oh man, I didn't even have like a really good wrestling match on there. So that was not my favorite episode of Rampage ever. And then sometimes there's a banging match on there and I'm like, well, I'm glad I tuned in to watch that. You're, I mean, you're right. It is a nothing show. And that is why its ratings are so bad. And Tony Khan should really look at those ratings and be like, I should fix something with this. But I get some good wrestling every now and again. And that is a match that I saw and I'm like, I'm going to watch that show. Brandon Knuckles. CM Punk had just won the AEW Championship in his hometown, was eating from his favourite bakery, and he cared more about a five-month-old line and a promo than the AEW Championship. He buried the title, and thankfully, Mox brought us all back to what truly matters. Yeah. Charles Berg. Uh, this is the actual ultra chat from Charles Berg. I have no issue with what Punk did. He behaved exactly like he always does. The CM stands for childish maniac, after all. My issue is with Tony. He showed in the scrum that he's quite feckless. This could have prevented, but Tony is afraid to anger his idols. Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit on the behind-the-scenes show. It's like, what could Tony have done? Could have shut the press conference down. Yeah, but which, which is a terrible look, but it's a better terrible look than the terrible look we're all left with. Uh, Matthew Page, it's wild to think six months ago most of us thought wrestling couldn't get crazier with Cody leaving AEW. Now Vince is out of WWE, WWE is on the up upswing with Triple H, the Elite is suspended, and CM Punk is seemingly out of the company. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'll hot tag for the last bit. Uh, George Todd, not related, but I'm so happy the Monday Night War is back. Let's go! Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hey, Luke. Hey, Ollie. How are you? Do you, uh, Ollie, still think this is all a work? <laughs> well, it was. Did you say this was a work? Honestly, on Monday, I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it could be a work. It couldn't be a work. That was, yeah. It was in the the. The fog of war. The fog of it. When I was talking to uh, my wife about this last night, I said, oh, the, this insane story. And I told her, she was like, hmm, realism. I know. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what wrestling does to people. Hmm, realism. That a, a real fight, did they? As opposed to all the not real fights. <laughs> Come and see the match on pay-per-view. But this one wasn't on camera. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, Dan continues. Do we think the queen riding off into the sunset is also a work? Bloody hell, Dan. Um, give it a few hours. Yeah, I was going to say, she's not even called the. She's, like, she's still alive, everyone, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> well, we, don't, we haven't checked. Hold on, I'll just refresh the BBC homepage. Uh, at the time of recording it, she is still alive. So it's okay, everyone. Um, going to have to have a tournament. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sorry. But you got to put uh, William and Harry on the opposite oh, sides of the brackets. Oh Built to the final. Wow. Um, I believe it's just ahead to regain her crown at Royal Quest in October. Uh, Nathan Portwoman, it's times like this where we have to ask the real questions. Who are the baby faces and heels in <laughs> WrestleTalk? Mid-card and mid-card. Hope you have a great day. Love you all. I think, aren't LAW the heels? I don't know. It depends uh, how much they cater to the AEW fan base. <laughs> <laughs> JS 
Um, oh no, I was just skip one. Sorry, Zach here says hello, Ollie and Luke. Been a while. Crazy thing, the last time I chatted was around when Cody Rhodes left AEW. Biggest news of the year. Am I <laughs> right? Love the content you guys make. Keep up the great work. Jam that jam. JS Wooten says Ollie, we love wrestling, and I'm glad that AEW got you back into WWE. Wrestling. Sorry, and I'm glad that WWE got you back into wrestling in 2005. But some of us do not view WWE as default promotion. Glad WWE has made you happy since Vince was pushed out, but WWE isn't default. It's just WWE. Enjoy the wrestling. I don't I don't know what you're describing, J.S. Wooten. WWE didn't get me back into wrestling in 2005. I actively hated WWE from like 2007 through to a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And the ROH, TNA. That's the stuff that got me back into wrestling. I was going to say, I think, I mean, I did get back into wrestling in 2005 because I was taken to go and see uh, the Royal Rumble 2005 because I, I had just had a bad breakup. But even then, it was I, then a couple of months later, I saw TNN and I was like, oh, that's my, that's yeah, my thing. Yeah. That's my jam. Because 2005 WWE is dreadful. Yeah, to, and, it, and it was bad up until, as you say, a month ago. That's that's If you think that's what I think, you've completely misunderstood <laughs> everything I've ever said because this is what I say to people. W, there are alternatives. It's not a Hoover. It's, it means all vacuum cleaners for yeah, WWE. It's a brand name. It's a brand name. Pansexual chocolate, uh, chocolate says, Luke, what food would you sloppily eat while you shoot on negative Ollie? <laughs> <laughs> And what drinks it in your garbage bag? Uh, also, when the Bucks kick the door down, do you think they slap the leg? <laughs> that's a great joke right there. That is an all-time great oh, joke. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great joke. Uh, and last one here says... Pansexual from, chocolate. You yep. just won the stream. That is joke of the day right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, and less than four <laughs> here has said, all this talk about promos causing this and that. Why is no one looking to the fact that A-Steel clearly took Dax's fight like an eight-year-old girl promo way too far? Yeah. And shout out to Brandon Knuckles, who's become a new member. Thank you very much, everybody. Ooh. Thanks for sticking with us for this mammoth stream, but there's a lot to talk about right now. Yeah. <clears throat> but thank you so much. Yes. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to WrestleTalk Podcast. Make sure to hit notifications to always on because the WrestleTalk Podcast is going live tomorrow. Yeah, the Blackpool Content Club, <laughs> two-thirds of it. We've now dubbed Pete the Claudio of our group because <laughs> he's only there for some times of it. But yeah, Ollie, Tempest and I tomorrow will be talking about CM Punk, basically with the title, Should AEW Fire CM mm. Punk? Is he actually bad for this company? What could happen for it? We dive into a whole lot of things. Feels a bit like therapy at times, and that's getting to talk our feelings out and... It's a, a really, really good chat, and I hope that you really enjoy it when we release that tomorrow at 3 p.m., so about 24 hours from now. Jam that jam. Beer52.com oh, forward yes. slash WrestleTalk. Get yourselves eight, eight, eight free craft beers on us. All you've got to do is pay for that sweet-ass potion packaging. UK viewers only. We're better than you, and we drink it. Jam that jam. Yeah. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.